beloved in Jesus name amen I am glad to be in the house of the Lord this day Tell your neighbor I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord this day And welcome back Pastor Josephine you were not around last week she had gone to Limpopo <coughs> there was something to attend there so welcome back mommy we love you Amen. I'm very much excited about today's service and I'm highly expectant. Amen. What about you? Amen. Can I get your amen that shows the excitement that you have and when you come before the throne of grace come with expectation. Amen. 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 There was this pool of Bethesda where people would come there with various needs and all of them various infirmities but the Bible says whoever stepped in when the waters were stirred whatever infirmity they were suffering from they would be healed so it means even if we are in a crowd like this you can stand up among the crowd That's why I'm highly expectant. And I know what God does. I know him. I'm a witness. Amen. Let me share my testimony just to help you. So, when we began this year, we said we're going to spend a lot of time in his presence and we would also pray during times of service. So I remember in one of the services we were praying and we were going to also pray for the sick. And I decided when it was time to make declarations because you see I know Jesus as my only healer. Amen. Amen. I know Jesus as my only healer. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer. So but there was a certain element of my health that once in a while I would always get some kind of discomfort as for years and years and years but that day I said I'm making a declaration Amen. that this is the end of it Amen. now standing here Amen. can I tell you since then it's gone Amen, Amen. And I believe if I were to ask some of you there would still be other people who can give testimonies about what God does. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. I want to see Jesus of the Bible in our modern days. Amen. And we are going to see his power today. Amen. 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 Because his love does not change. His faithfulness does not change. and he always thinks about good things for us. Mr. MJ, let's start with Zephaniah 3:5 and I'm going to give each of you time to confess your expectations. As we're going to Zephaniah 3:5 in the ERV confess your own expectations for today. Even if you whisper it, but say something. Something that you are trusting God for today and say this is my day. Today is my miracle day. <clears throat> yes, say it for yourself. I'm saying it for myself. Father, I thank you. I bless you. I bless you, my Father, for my miracle even this day, Lord. Even concerning the building of your house in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I bless you. Get in the breakthrough right now. We receive it in Jesus name. Amen. If you go before the throne of God without any expectations, you will miss out. You will just be part of the crowd. You remember the woman with the issue of blood. We only hear about her receiving a miracle from Jesus in that crowd. The Bible says many people were pressing against Jesus, but the woman with the issue of blood said I'm just going to him. If I touch his garment, I will be made whole. So she had made up her mind. So I don't know if you've made up your mind today. 
if there was something that was bothering you for a long time and maybe sometimes you were starting to feel this is part of my life, saying to you, you can have a different expectation today. Zephaniah 3.5 ERV, look at the kind of God who's going to do something great for you today. But the Lord is still in that city and he continues to be good. Okay, the Lord is still in that city. The Lord is still among us. Can we all say, the Lord is still among us. And he continues to be good. Continue. He, he does not do anything wrong. Let's all say he does not do anything wrong. He continues to help his people. He continues to help his people. Let's say it for ourselves because as we keep on saying it, then you start realizing actually the Lord is thinking about helping me. The Lord is thinking about blessing me. The Lord wants to give me my breakthrough. He continues to help his people. He continues to help his people. Mm. Morning after morning, he makes good decisions for them. Morning after morning, he makes good decisions for them. Now we can make it more practical for ourselves. Morning after morning, he makes good decisions for me. Can you say, can we all say that? Morning after morning, he makes good decisions for me. Even today, he's got something good for me. Amen. 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 Continue. Not a day passes without his justice. He never gives a decision that is crooked or is something to be ashamed of. Amen. He's the kind of God that we serve. And I'm highly expectant. Can we all say God is a good God? God He's so good to me. He is my provider. He is my healer. God loves me. Amen. Amen. Do you believe his love? Do you know, last week we started, we continue with that message that we started, the power of his love. So when we started last week, we showed you how you need to know the love of God and also believe it. Because sometimes people know that God loves them, but they don't always believe that he's thinking about good things for them. And God is always thinking about good things for us. So I'm highly expectant. Are you? Amen. Amen. Because if you are among the crowd and you are not expecting from God, you will still not receive, notwithstanding that God has been among us. So I'm highly expectant and I know what God is going to do. I know his love. Can we go to the book of 1 John chapter 4, 16 to 19, New King James Version? Because we need to know and believe his love. I told you last week that if you know that God loves you, you are going to expect good things from him. If you believe that God loves you, you are going to expect good things from him. But you will only expect bad things from God if you don't know how good God is. I told you last week, even when disaster struck, sometimes you will hear people saying, it's the works of God. That to me, that is not equivalent to love. I told you last week again, when Jesus defended his father and he said, who of you being a, 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 a parent, when a child asked for food, would give him a stone? Or a child asked for fish and you give a snake? He says, you don't do that being natural parents. How much more will our Heavenly Father give good gifts to His children? Today is one of those days where I'm highly expectant. I want God to do good things for us. Amen. God so good. Amen. And as you are expecting great things for him, from Him, believe His love, know it. Amen. Mr. MJ. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. Amen. God is love, mm. and he who abides in love abides in God. So we have God. known the love, we have believed it. So if I know that God loves me, and I believe it, 
then I'm going to expect good things from him. I'm going to expect him to heal me when I'm in pain. Amen. I'm going to expect him to provide for me because he loves me. Those of you who say you love your family, you love your people and you don't provide for them, is not good. In the book of Timothy it says, he who says he loves his family and doesn't do anything for them is worse than a sinner. Amen. So even when God says he loves us, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. So love is expressed in action. And he loves us, he is love, and he is going to keep on demonstrating his love to us. Amen. Continue. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Amen. Mm -hmm. As he is, so are we in this world. Yes? <clears throat> there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. So when it says there is no fear in love, perfect love casts out fear. I told you last week that sometimes when you are trusting God for something, there is always fear sometimes comes. Either fear of saying, what if it doesn't happen? Or maybe you are attacked with sickness and now you start getting afraid. You start counting your days. That's fear coming. But love is so powerful that it dispels that fear. It says, God loves me. Actually, God has good plans for me. Amen. God is going to take me through even this. Because he loves me. So that will cast out fear. Because if I know and believe the love, I'm no longer afraid. Because the one who's holding my hand loves me. And he said he will never leave me nor forsake me. Continue. Because fear involves torment. Mm. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We, love. we love him because he first loved us. Can we all say God first loved us? And he loves me. Yes, he does. And when you love somebody, you want to do good to them. And God loves you and he wants to do good to you. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, 16 to 21 NIV. Because you need to be grounded and rooted in this love. And when you are grounded and rooted in this love, you will be able to receive everything that God has for you. In other words, when you understand the love of God, your faith will be stirred up to say, God loves me so much that he will give me every other thing. You know, in the book of Romans, chapter 8, when you go down there, 30, 31, and that, it says, if God did not withhold his only begotten son, but he gave him for us, Will he not give us everything else together with him? Amen. So in other words, if I say he loved me so much that he gave Jesus to die for my sins, to even take away my sickness, it means he cannot withhold me anything. So read Ephesians chapter 3, 16 to 21 NIV, Mr. MJ. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with Power through his spirit in your inner being. So there is certain power <coughs> in me. May I be strengthened in that power. Amen. Amen. There is power in you. May you be strengthened through his spirit in your inner being. Continue. So that Christ may, may dwell in your heart through faith. It's even good to know that Christ dwells in me. That's why you will find that the confidence that I have, even when we are going to pray for the sick, I'm so confident that Christ dwells in me. Amen. And he's got to do his works through this essence vessel. Amen. 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 That's why the Bible says those who believe will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Because Jesus in you will be healing his people. Amen. Jesus in me will be healing his people. Continue. And I pray that you... Being rooted and established in love may have power. Okay. You can only experience and live in power if you are established and rooted in love. Then that power, now you can see the power. The power can be manifested. 
The Bible says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You will receive the dynamite. But if you are not rooted and grounded in that love, you won't be able to experience the fullness of his power. Continue. May he have power together with all the Lord's holy people. I like that because it seems like every child of God has got power. Did you see this? It says so that you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. Are you one of the holy person of God? Amen. You've got the power. Amen. Continue. To grasp how wide mm. and long mm. and high mm. and deep mm. is the love of Christ. We said last week, the love of Jesus is so wonderful. The love of Jesus is so wonderful. Love of Jesus is so wonderful. Oh, wonderful love. It is so high. You can't get over it. It is so low. You can't get under it, it is so wide. You can't get around it, oh, wonderful love. There's nowhere where you can go where you cannot experience the love of God. It's so wide, you can't get around it. It's so deep, you can't get under it. It's so high, you can't go over it. It says, this love... Grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. If you can grasp that, you're going to receive your miracle today. Amen. Amen. Because there is power in that love. Just knowing that God loves you and he wants to do good to you. Amen. Amen. Okay, let me give you a simple example. If you know somebody hates you, you always think they might just hate me anytime now. Isn't it? Mm, because they hate me. But if somebody loves me, anytime I might just get something now here. Amen? Because I'm loved. So if I can grasp the immensity of this love, then I can walk in the fullness of his power. And that's why as we're going to pray today, we are going to pray as people who are loved. Amen. Whatever you need, just know that God loves you. Amen. And he wants to provide for you just like parents want to provide for their children whom they love. Yeah. Your father loves you. Amen. Continue. And to know this love that yes. surpasses knowledge. Mm. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Yo, it seems when I, I know this love, when I get rooted in love, this love, I get filled by all the fullness of God. Imagine God filling me up. Amen. Amen. God filling me up. More of you, oh God. I want to be soaked in you. Amen. I want to be metamorphosed, transformed to your very image. So that you remember the other time we were saying as you behold the word and you are keeping on beholding the word, the word that you see will metamorphose you and transform you into the image of the word. And when you are transformed, you come to the, to, to the same image that you are transformed into. I gave you an example of a magnet to say if you take a piece of steel and you rub it against a magnet, that piece of steel becomes magnetic because it was rubbed against the magnet. So if I'm filled with all the fullness of God, the God attributes go through me. Amen. Amen. That's why sometimes when we lay hands on you, you feel like there are other things. I don't have anything, but the God in me has other things. Amen. 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 Because when we are filled with all the fullness of God, it's beyond our natural bodies. Continue. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Okay, God is able to do how big? Immeasurably. Huh? Immeasurably. So, able to do immeasurably 
more than all we ask or imagine. Did you make a declaration when you start? So God is able to do immeasurably more than your declarations. He's able to do immeasurably more than all you can even imagine. So why don't you dream big? Because God wants to go beyond your wildest imaginations. So it says he's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. In other words, I will no longer have a mediocre thinking. I will dream big. So that God can go beyond my wildest imaginations. How does he do it? According to his power that is at work within us. Oh, so there is power. Can you tell your name, but there is power here in me. And he wants to do these exceedingly great things according to his mighty power that is at work within me. So if indeed God has so much invested in us and there is this great power in us, how is it that sometimes we don't always receive what we're looking for? And sometimes people are sick and maybe even sick for a long time. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you are here, you are struggling with a certain form of illness. And you went everywhere to try and seek help. You're not getting help. Sometimes how we believe God and how we trust God and our image of who God is can either give us our breakthrough or limit our breakthroughs. I want just to give you something about Job. Do you guys know about Job? And we always sometimes hear about Job and people talk about Job. I'm suffering like Job. I've got this like Job. But you will see when we go to the book of Job, we'll go to, we'll pick something in chapter one, chapter two, and then the last chapter. Because we need to clear this. Can I tell you that Job did not read Job chapter one? How many of you know that Job did not read Job chapter one? Neither did he read Job chapter two. We who are reading it, we can see things that Job did not see. We who are reading it, we can see things that Job's friends did not see. We who are reading it, we can see things that his servants could not see. But I want you to look at this story of Job and look at how people's understanding. So it seems like the people during time of Job, there were still people, even today, there are people who think like that. When bad things happen, they think it is God. Either it's God teaching me a lesson, or it's God because of my sins, or any other thing, but it's God. And I must just accept it because it's from God. If you've got that mentality, you won't get your breakthrough because you will think it's God. But look at this. Job chapter 1. Verse 8, 21, New King James Version. I'll read it so that I can pick things myself. Then the Lord said to Satan, so it was the time when the servants of the Lord came before God, and then Satan also appeared. And God said, Satan, where are you coming from? He said, I was roaming to and fro in the face of the earth. And then God said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and an upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. So what kind of man was Job? He's blameless and upright. He was not sinful. Okay? He feared God and shuns evil. So Satan answered the Lord and said, does, God, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? Look at what, how, how surrounded you are. The devil is worried about this. He says, Job does not fear you for nothing. He does not love you for nothing. It's because you keep on doing good things for him. He's always covered. Yes, you have formed a hedge around him, around his family, and around all that he has on every side. 
Then at the other time I was asking myself, how did the devil know that on every side and all? I think he was trying. He tried Job, he couldn't get through. He tried there, he couldn't get. He says, ah, you've, you've, you've surrounded him all over. Amen. Now, listen. He says, you have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But now, stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. So the devil was saying, if Job can lose what he has, he's going to deny you, he's going to curse you to your face. He's loving you because it's a well with him. Yeah. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So what was God saying? So Satan says, God, stretch your hand and strike everything that Job has. God says, uh -uh. all that he has is in your hands, but don't touch his body. Did you see that? So it means who must do the action now? Yeah, Satan. Okay, now, look. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sibians raided them and took them away, indeed they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, What did the other one say in the King James Version? New King James Version. What did the other one say? The fire? The fire of who? Was it the fire of God? It says the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels and took them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother's house and suddenly a great wind came across, from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they are dead. What was happening now to Job's things? Everything being destroyed and taken away. But Satan was given an order, don't touch him. You can do all the things, but his body, don't touch his person. Okay? Now, and I alone have left to, 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 to tell you, 20. Then Job arose, tore his clothes, and shaved his head, and he fell on the ground and worshipped, and he said, Naked came I from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave. It was true the Lord gave, isn't it? But was this second statement true? And the Lord has taken away. Did the Lord take away? Job did not read Job chapter 1. Isn't it? Job did not know the conversation between God and the devil. He says, blessed be the name of the Lord. Now look at chapter 2, verse 3 to 10, New King James Version. Now, Satan destroyed everything that Job had, but Job still stuck with God. Now, Satan comes again before God, and the Lord said to Satan, Job 3, 2, 3 to 10, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blazeless malice, an upright man, one who fears God and chants evil, and still he holds fast to his integrity, although you have incited me against him, to destroy him without cause. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yes. All that a man has, he will give for his life. But now, stretch out your hand and touch his bone and his flesh. And he will surely curse you. So he was saying, <laughs> Job passed the first one because it's only what he had that was destroyed. If you can touch his body... His bone and his flesh, he will curse you to your face. 
And the Lord said to Satan, What did the Lord say to Satan? Behold, he is where? He is in your hands. Again, God is saying, And not me, but I'm allowing you. Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and did what? Eh? You're reading Job chapter 2. Job did not read this. Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils. Is it there in your Bible? Who struck Job with painful boils? Yes. So Satan went from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took himself a pot shed with which to scrape himself while he sat on the midst of ashes. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept only good from God? And shall we not also accept adversity? Was this adversity really from God? But Job did not read Job chapter 2. The problem is you who have Job chapter 2 and you still think it's God teaching you a lesson. Amen. 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 So next time when they tell you this thing, you need to say, I've read Job chapter 2. Amen. Amen. So when when Satan is trying to convince you that it is God, it is God punishing you. It is God doing this and this. It is God. You need to say, my God loves me. Where I have done wrong, I have repented. And the Lord has forgiven me. Amen. Amen? Because I'm his beloved. Now, to show that if whatever you're going through now, whether sufferings, whether it's things in your own life, that you, you were sometimes even feeling like Job, almost at the brink of cursing God, almost at the brink, brink of giving up on God, to say, I'd rather give up on God. People out there in the world, things are better with them. God will always come through for you. Just hold on to your faith. You will see what God can do. So God restored Job. Let's go to Job chapter 42, verse 10. New King James Version. Just to, talk, to tell you, it's not the end. It doesn't end when the devil has spoken. Tell your neighbor, the devil doesn't have a final say. So even in what is happening in your life, if it's still the devil attacking, it's not over until my father speaks. So Job chapter 42 verse 10, and the Lord restored, this one now is the Lord. Tell your neighbor, my God is a restorer. Mm. Satan destroys. The Bible says, for the thief cometh not, but, Job 10.10, but for to steal, to kill, And to destroy. Who comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy? Satan. Satan, Not your God. So it's the thief that cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he comes that we may have life and enjoy it. So he, that's why even when the enemy has stolen, God can restore. Says, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Today you are going to pray and may the Lord restore your losses. Tell your neighbor, today I'm going to pray and the Lord is going to restore my losses. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Tell your neighbor, my ending will always be the grand one. Just stick around, you will see where I'm going to end. I'm not ending here where I am now. Amen. Because God wants to demonstrate his power in our lives. So even with healing today, I told you that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you now know that this sickness... That has been in my body for so long. It's actually not God's will 
for this sickness to be upon me. It is the enemy who is stealing my health. That's why the Bible says when Jesus was on the cross, Isaiah 53, verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So I'm healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. So the same Jesus who used to heal people then, he is here today, and he is the healer. And he's going to heal you. I know that. He's done it for me. He's done it for so many of us. And the same way that God healed through Jesus, through the disciples, he can still heal through us today. Look at Acts chapter 10, verse 38, New King James Version. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God will be. It's Acts chapter 10, verse 38, King James Version. Now, I want us to look at this together. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power to do what? To do good and healing all. So if he anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he anointed him to do good. You remember Zephaniah? The Lord is good. So even when God anoints us, he anoints us to do good. The Lord has anointed me even today to do good. And that's why I'm confident of what God is going to do in your life. Because he he told us this. So he anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing how how many? And healing all. Who were oppressed by? Who oppresses people with sickness? The devil. So if you know that, then you can say, today in his presence, I'm receiving my breakthrough. I'm receiving my complete health. Even this thing that was always lingering, you are gone, your days are numbered. You remember when Moses said, when the Israelites were facing with the Egyptians, he said, it's God talking to Moses, the Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more forever. Can you bid bye-bye to your challenge? Can you bid bye-bye to it? Can you tell it no more? Tell it no more. Today, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Your days are numbered. I'm receiving my miracle. Can, Can you say something? Say something. Say something for yourself. Because I'm receiving my miracle. Yes. The days of these challenges are numbered. Because the Lord says he wants to do good. He wants to heal us. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 5. We read this one last week. Chapter 12 to 7, verse 12 to 17. God is able and willing to heal us. So <clears throat> if his power is here and he wants to heal us, because he used to heal, Jesus used to heal people then, he still heals today. But he heals through us. So may it be that when you come to church, you receive your healing. Some of you, when you feel sick, you stay at home. You don't get healed at home. You get healed in church. So why is it that when you're sick, you stay at home? Where do you get healed? You get healed in church. It's like a person who depends on medical science. When they are sick and it's more severe, do they stay at home? They go to the hospital. Because they think that's where they will get healed. So if you are trusting God for healing, why is it that when you seek, you stay at home instead of going to where God is so that I can be healed? This is my place where I get my healing. Because as much as I can be healed anywhere, but when I'm here with the corporate anointing among us as brethren together, the Lord is commanding blessings. And his presence among us is here to heal. Luke chapter 5, 12 to 17 in New King James. It happened when he was in a certain city. That behold, a man who was full of leprosy 
So Jesus, and he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. You remember last week we said, this man knew the ability of the Lord, that he can, but he was just not sure if God was willing. Like some of you today, you know God has all the power, isn't it? You know God is powerful, but I just don't know if it's your will, oh God. At your own time, you like this man. But this man says, if you are willing, you can make it clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. Tell your neighbor, the Lord is willing to heal you. He is willing and able. Amen. Amen. Immediately the leprosy left him. And he charged him to tell no one. But go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering to the cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. However, the report went around concerning him all the more. And a great multitude came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. I believe you are here to hear and also to be healed. Amen. Whatever challenge, I hear to hear and to be healed. So, he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching, as he was teaching, that's why when, even when we say we're going to pray for the sick, we don't just come and pray for you, we teach you first, so that your, pray, your faith can be jacked up. And when your faith is jacked up, then you know when the anointing is there and connects with your faith, you've got your miracle. So it says, as he was teaching there, that the Pharisees and the teachers of the laws were sitting by, who had come out from every city, Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to that. Huh? The power of the Lord was present to heal them. Can we all say, the power of the Lord is present to heal us? Yes. As I'm preaching this word and as your faith is getting stirred up, the power of the Lord is present to heal you. Amen. Some of you, even just when the word is spoken, already you are receiving your miracle. Amen. Before we even pray. Because you've got faith, you've got faith, you're trusting God. You, you start to see God more and more and more, more than your problem. Amen. 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 It says, the power of the Lord was present to heal. So, the power of, present, of God is present here to heal. Amen? And like we said, the fullness of God is in me. We've spent a lot of time in the presence of God. Last week I told you we're going to pray today. You know that we don't often always just pray for the sick all the time. But when the Lord lays it in our heart to do it, we do it and we know we'll get results. Amen. Because we are led by him. Amen? Amen? And I believe you have prayed for this service. And you've prayed for me too. And the power of the Lord is present to heal. Now look at this. Acts chapter 19. Verse 11 to 12. Look at how God works. Acts chapter 19, 11 to 12. New King James Version, Mr. M. So I want you to look at how God works. God worked through Jesus and healed people. God worked through Paul and healed people. God is working through me to heal people. Amen. Amen? Amen? But it is God working. He just needs a vessel of flesh. Look at Acts chapter 19, 11 and 12, New King James Version, Mr. MJ. Now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Who was working the miracles? What was he using? Hands of Paul. The hands of Paul. Yes. So, who's going to do miracles today? God. What is he going to use? The hands of the pastor. The hands of your pastor. Amen. 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 It says God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. So God needs a human vessel to touch human. Amen. 
so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. So they would even take the, the, the clothes, the, 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 the aprons that touched him, the handkerchiefs that touched him, when they take them, touch on the sick and the sick get well. What, 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 uh, what process was that? You remember the magnetic thing that I told you earlier? Getting transformed. So when you spend more time in his presence, your clothes now that are touching you, they also start experiencing that power. Amen. Amen. So that's why even when we lay hands on you, you, that power is also transformed. It's transferred. Just like the magnet. Now you start feeling the power of the magnet. It's just that boys these days, they don't play, they play with other technology. They don't, you need to play with magnet. Sunday school children. If you take a magnet, take a piece of steel, rub it like this, and take that piece of steel now and touch uh, these uh, paper clips with uh, anything that's, that's iron, you will see that it will pick it. Because now it's got the magnet. Okay? So, it means that power, the power of God that I've been always rubbing with is there in me. So when I touch the, 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 the clip that's got, that's iron, it will be picked up. Amen. Amen. So because God is doing unusual miracles through our hands. Let's wind down. We're beginning our descent now because we're going to pray. I'll take two more examples. And we are going to pray. You pray for your own miracle, for your own breakthrough. But we are also going to pray for anyone who is not feeling well in your body. Whether they told you whatever sickness. Let it be your miracle day to day. And receive your miracle. So in the book of Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 34. I'll do it in the Good News translation. Because some of you, when you are sick. You think it's just you who is sick. People, many people are sick even before you, even long, long ago, even during the time of Jesus. But we want to see how God takes sickness. We have already heard that sickness is an oppression from the enemy. And Jesus wants to heal his people through the anointing. Now look at this. In Mark chapter 5, 25 to 34, Good News Translation. There was a woman who had suffered terribly from severe bleeding for how many years? So some of you, you probably have been suffering maybe not as much as 12 years. But there's something that to you is like severe bleeding. Something that to you is like an issue of blood. Whatever issue that you have, you have that you've been suffering for now for long, it's, it's due date today. In Jesus' name. So it says this woman had suffered terribly from severe bleeding for 12 years. Even though. <laughs> I like the Bible. Because some of you say, no, maybe she was suffering. You see, they didn't have special, they didn't have doctors in those days. That's why she was suffering. So let's, let's see from the Bible whether they had doctors or they didn't. Even though she had been treated, read it in your Bible, then you say, because I don't want you to say it's the pastor who said she was treated. Who treated her? Huh? Does the Bible say that? Does the Bible say that? Was she treated by one doctor? Hmm? Probably they referred her. Hmm? That's why there were many. And was she treated for free? Read your Bible. She had spent all her money. Was she getting better? Is it in your Bible? But instead of getting better, she got worse all the time. Okay. So she had tried everything she could do. Like you might have tried everything you can as a human being. But it's not over until my God speaks. Amen. 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 
if you know how to believe God, the sky is limitless. Because you can always say, natural means are limited. But my God is well able. So, when she heard about Jesus, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why before we pray for you, we first give you the word so that you can hear about Jesus. So when she heard about Jesus, she came in the crowd behind him. Did she come quiet? She came saying to herself, if I just touch his clothes, I will get well. So when you come to be prayed here today, come speaking something. Amen. You can't just come here expecting nothing. You need to come here saying, just when hands are laid on me, I have my miracle. Just when hands are laid on me, I receive my miracle. Just when hands are laid on me, fortunately, you, you won't be pushing in the crowd. That woman, there was a crowd that she had to push through. Here you are given an opportunity to receive your miracle easily without somebody blocking you. Amen. But that woman, she had to push toward her miracle. If I touch his clothes, I'll get well. So what did she do? So pushing, 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 pushing. And then, I don't think she got a chance to embrace him. It's like when there are people, I think she, this is not in the Bible, but it's my rendition. They say Jesus, she had pushed, pushed, and now she was almost at Jesus. I think if there was, there were disciples here almost like around Jesus. As long as I can touch the magnet, once you touch the magnet, the power will be released. So she And when she touched, what happened? She touched these clothes and her bleeding stopped at once. And she had feeling inside herself that she was healed of a trouble. That's what will happen to some of you. Today, when you are prayed for, you really feel, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. It's done. In Jesus' name, I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my body. It's gone. Amen. Amen. At once, Jesus knew that power had gone out of him. So, did Jesus decide to heal that woman? Mm Mm-mm. He didn't even know about that woman. So if you have faith, when you come here to the front, your faith will connect you with the anointing that's upon my life and you will receive your miracle. So Jesus realized power had gone out of me. The Bible uses the term virtue. Virtue has gone out. I feel Something has gone out. Just like you can feel something coming in. Yeah. <laughs> where the hands are laid. So if something goes out, so she felt something coming in. And that touched her body and made her completely well. Jesus at once knew that power had gone out of him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? His disciples answered, you see how the people are crowding you. Why do you ask who touched you? In other words, people are pushing you and you still say who touched you. You're talking about a touch when people are pushing. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done that. The woman realized what had happened to her. So she came trembling with fear and knelt at his feet and told him the whole truth. Jesus said to her, My daughter, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your trouble. 
So that's what Jesus wants to say, tell you today. That your faith has made you well. Your faith has wrought you your miracle. Go and enjoy your victory. In Jesus' name. So, we're going to land with this one. Mark chapter 10. Because I want to give you time to pray. But we're also going to pray for you. Mark chapter 10. Now, from 46 to 52. So, as much as Jesus wants to do things for us, he will never enforce his will on us. Because God created us with free will. So, let me give you a simple example. As you're going to Mark chapter 10, 46 to 52, New King James Version. I think I shared this story with some of you. Many, many years ago, I was still working as a doctor in the hospital. Many, many years ago. I think it was maybe 94. Yeah. So... The, I don't forget that story because in those days, so if people were looking for disability grant, you had to go to doctors and doctors would examine you and then write that you, you are disabled, so you can't work, so you can get disability grant. Okay? So, I had this man I checked him. The guy, the guy was well. But he was telling me, uh-uh. this sickness is so severe and it's, it's so whatever. So it means instead, so he wasn't coming expecting healing. He was coming expecting disability grant. So he felt that his sickness should even be more worse than it was so that the doctor can be convinced so that I can get my grant. So it means it's not all the time that you need to heal people. Others are getting advantage through that sickness because they get the grant. Okay? So even Jesus, he did not go around just healing people. He would want you to know, he would want to know from you, what do you want me to do for you? Now he gets this guy who was blind, Mark chapter 10. 46 to 52. I want you to look at this and see how Jesus worked. And that's what he's doing even today. You've got to tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Mm. Main line. What you want. On the main line. Tell him what you want. Mm-hmm. Mark chapter 10, 46 to 52, New King James Version. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, so every time a lot of people would be following Jesus, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. So this blind man was sitting there begging. Okay? And Jesus was coming out. And when he heard, you see, they keep on hearing. What happened to the woman with the issue of blood? When she heard. Now, Bartimaeus, when he heard. Now, for you also, when you are hearing, faith is coming. So when she heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, she began crying out and saying, Jesus! Oh, actually, Mr. MJ, you can, you can shout more than me. Can you go? You are Bartimaeus today. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Okay. So he was crying, shouting. He wasn't whispering this man. He knew this is my chance. This is my chance. Can you also be like Bartimaeus today? This is my chance. This is my chance. This is my chance. And what did people say? Then many want him to be quiet. Ah. You see what people are like. They are not going through what you are going through. I think if if I was Bartimaeus, I would say, 
you wanting me to be quiet because things are well with you? For me, I need my miracle. Okay, they warned him to be quiet. Continue. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. <laughs> okay. So imagine, so they were trying to silence him. Did he soften his voice? He cried even more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So he cried even more. He was desperate. Okay. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then, then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise. He is calling you. These are the very same people who were saying, Keep quiet. And he persisted. So whatever is trying to silence you in your faith, don't keep quiet. Amen. Cry out the more. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to okay, Jesus. Okay, now I wanted to show you something in verse 50. Why does the Bible say throwing aside his garment? He rose and came to Jesus. Throwing around, throwing aside his garment. Throwing aside his garment. Let me tell you this. So, and this will link to what happened just before this. So in those days, at least they were good. Not like in our days. In our days, somebody can pretend to be disabled. Maybe so that they can ask for money. Then you don't know whether the person is really like that or not. Or somebody can even pretend to be blind. And you don't know. Somebody can pretend to be lame. And you don't know. So what they used to do in those days is you would be certified. And therefore you would have a garment that identifies that indeed you should be asking. Okay? So he was wearing that. But when he heard Jesus saying, come, what did he do? It's over. Amen. Amen. It's not that the, the garment was heavy when he threw it aside. He was saying, your days are numbered. As much as Jesus is calling me now, he threw away his garment, Amen. his begging garment, and he rose and came to Jesus. So he was, he had made up his mind. Because you can't throw a garment if you're still going to come back blind. Okay? He threw away the garment. Now, something says to me, when he was asking there, it says he was sitting by the wayside begging and asking. Don't you think this man had made up his mind that, because in the other days when he was asking, they were probably giving him money. He was begging and people were giving him money, isn't it? And when they were telling him to, to keep quiet, and some of them were, maybe somebody had just given him, if it was modern day times, maybe somebody just threw in a hundred rands, and now we're telling you to keep quiet, and you don't keep quiet. Don't you think it was a risk? So this guy didn't mind. He says, receiving my sight is better than anything. So he threw away his garment and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, look at the disability story. What did Jesus say to him? Huh? What do you want me to do for you. Okay. This blind man has got many had many options. He could have also said to Jesus, can't you just give me some money? He would, they would have just given him money. That's it. But now Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And that's the question he's asking today. As we are going to pray, Jesus is saying, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus on the main line. Tell me what you want. Mm. Jesus. On the main line. Tell me what, what you want. Jesus. On the main line. 
tell him what you want. He's on the main line. So he says, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus says to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Jesus Christ the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. We are going to pray. I want to give you an opportunity to first make your own declaration and tell Jesus what you want him to do for you. We are going to take time and pray. Tell Jesus what you, you want him to do for you. We'll give you about 10 minutes. You know the things that you need. Today is your miracle day. Okay? So as you are going to tell Jesus, sometimes if you shout, if you cry, that's fine. You know what you're trusting God for. Amen? So concentrate on God. It's like when they said to Bartimaeus, Jesus is passing by. When he heard that Jesus was around, he cried out. Amen. So worship team, as we are going to have worship song, we are going to pray and tell Jesus what you want. Tell Jesus what you want him to do for you. And after that, I'll ask those of you who need healing. Whether it's healing for something, for the current sickness, where you are not feeling well now, as we speak today, God is going to heal you. Whether it's healing for something that usually troubles you, even if today you feel a bit fine, God is still going to heal you. Amen. Amen. So we are going to say to the Lord, you are faithful. And when you do that, I want you to even close your eyes and see the faithfulness of God. So that even as you are going to pray after that, then you are going to pray to a faithful God. Okay? So as we say, you are faithful, O Lord, you are faithful. You are telling God he is faithful. But I want you also closing your eyes and imagine his faithfulness. Look at what he has brought you through thus far. Meditate on his faithfulness and his goodness. Meditate on his love. Then you will say you are faithful. <coughs> and then we will give you about 10 minutes to just talk to the Lord. Tell him what you want. He says, what do you want me to do for you? Amen. We can stand up and we're going to worship the Lord together. We tell him he's faithful. He's faithful. When you feel you are ready to tell him something, tell him what.